0: Before we get started, a quick disclaimer. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Nothing you hear is an offer or a solicitation to buy or sell any investment. With that, hello and welcome to the Rangeley Capital Podcast. I'm Andrew Walker, Portfolio Manager at Rangeley. With me as always, my co-host and Rangeley's founder, Chris Uh Today, we're going to start with Amazon's deal to buy Whole Foods, and then we'll move on to uh, discussing if there's any limit to tech's takeover of the world clearly influenced by Amazon's takeover of Whole Foods. So Chris, let's dive right into it. Uh, Last Friday, Amazon announced the deal to buy Whole Foods for $42 a share, almost $14 billion. Uh, And this is actually a deal we've mentioned before. On our April 12th podcast, we mentioned rumors that Amazon had approached Whole Foods late last year but kind of ended up walking away from them. Uh, I think most people, us included, thought the odds of a deal happening were pretty low. Uh, You know, Amazon's kind of the boy who cried wolf when it comes to takeovers or at least takeover speculation. Everyone likes to say oh, they're taking over Best Buy, they're taking over Macy's, they're taking over Sears, and it's never happened, and this is by far the biggest deal they've ever done. And the market's reaction was swift and negative for tons of retailers, and specifically grocers, as they saw big share price declines as the market began to adjust to the possibility of Amazon kind of devouring grocery spending like they've done books and electronics and so many other things. Uh, Amazon shares were up 2.4% on the news. Ironically, their market cap rose by about the cost of buying Whole Foods, so it was kind of a free action acquisition. Uh, Target, Walmart, Costco, Kroger, all the grocers and retailers saw their share price fall by 5 to 10% or sometimes even more. And uh, last thing I'll say is the market clearly doesn't think the game is over here. Uh, Whole Foods shares are trading at $42.80 above the $42 deal price. So the market clearly thinks there's some chance a competitor comes in and gives a topping bid for Whole Foods. So I have t- talked a lot. I need to catch my breath. Chris, what do you think? Is Amazon's move into groceries a wise one and will a topping bid come in?
1: I have a huge admiration and respect for Jeff Bezos and Amazon. Uh, They've been brilliant in so many ways, including M&A, largely by not engaging in too much of it. Uh, He sticks to his core competency, which is uh, happy if your core competency involves both dominating retail and dominating uh, web services. You You can stick to it and have a fairly spectacular market cap and wealth. Uh, and as you said, he's uh, kind of O for 40 in the kind of last 40 major kind of deals uh, chatted about. But as long as his market cap increases by the acquisition cost, he could buy all those other ones, too. Uh, uh, so I think that this makes a lot of sense uh, in terms of the make-buy decision. Make hasn't worked for Amazon anywhere near to Amazon's scale or standards to date in grocery. Their products have been okay. The prices have been high. They haven't figured it out in the way that they figured out so much else. And uh, this will be a part of the solution moving into an area that I think is going to be promising for them. Yeah,
0: so look, I, I think you're you're spot on. And, you know, it's funny because Amazon, so you mentioned core competency and I do think there is a question of what Amazon's core competency is, right? At this point, Amazon is, you know, conglomerates are hated. Uh, GE fired their CEO a couple of weeks ago and I think we talked about it a lot on the podcast. I mm-hmm. can't remember if that was me or you or we, we, we did. podcast. But, you know, conglomerates are hated. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to break up conglomerates and the exception is kind of Amazon and maybe Google, right? Like at this point, Amazon, they've got Amazon Prime. They've got Amazon Video, which is Netflix. They've got Amazon Music, which is like a Pandora and an Apple Music. They've got all these different things. They've got retail. They've got web services. Everyone loves Jeff Bezos going and you know, you can see this in their first mission statements. They say, we're going to be the web's best uh, kind of online retailer. And they've moved their mission statements to, We are the most customer-centric person, wherever that customer is. So, you know, what do you think about them going in? Like, what is their core competency? Is it serving a customer or is it just being the best at everything and dominating the world?
1: I hate the idea of a conglomerate in as far as I think the cliche uh, traditional conglomerate was not focused and I think that it's important in the corporate world to uh, have a a focus on core competency. The the problem or situation thinking about Amazon is what if their core competency is kind of the supply chain? What if they can take these big areas and use scale and uh, that he has a time horizon arbitrage unlike anybody else in the corporate world that he's willing just to wait out Everybody and everything, uh, lower margins, longer as he builds scale, and this scale creates this big uh, flywheel for lower prices and more efficient delivery, and he can just apply that to one industry after another.
0: Yep. So look. It- Again, this is a big deal. I believe this is they've done some acquisitions that approach a billion, but I believe this is the first acquisition that actually broke a billion mm-hmm. and even yep. if they were like at a billion one before, this is fourteen billion. Yep. this blows everything out out of the water uh and it is interesting. you mentioned look groceries are the one area they haven't been able to get that flywheel started in, and I think the reason is Amazon's big things to date has been you go to an area and you're either the first in it. they were the first into kind of selling online books so mm-hmm. you can dominate that way. Or Amazon Web Services, the whole thing was, hey, we can use Amazon as our big first customer to get the Amazon flywheel started. With groceries, I think there were a lot of barriers to getting that flywheel started because the big thing with groceries is they're perishable, right? Right. If you buy groceries today, you can't sell them next month if if you're buying meats, fruits, all that sort of stuff because they die. So you can't make that big first investment without a big customer and network out there already. So the interesting thing to me is, Amazon just bought that big first customer, right? They just bought Whole Foods. Now Amazon has the big customer to get that flywheel started. Does Amazon use the flywheel to move into home delivery for groceries, as you said? Do they use it to move into serving uh, businesses? You know, hey... Restaurants. Not only will we supply your paper and destroy staples, but we'll also supply all of, your, uh, all of your meats and everything. We'll supply it from Whole Foods, so we'll supply better quality meat, and we'll just run a longer distribution system. There's a lot of interesting bolt-ons, and I think Whole Foods is the start of, as you mentioned, that flywheel, that to date they haven't been able to get started.
1: I also think there's a lot of signs that Amazon is going to get even more sophisticated on pricing and going to become really expert at using data to price discriminate point. all the way along. Uh, I am a Prime customer. I do almost exclusively shopping on Amazon. um, And I've just noticed recently the $1 to $5 savings for things that I'm not in a rush to get. So it says, yeah, you have free delivery. If you wait a few days, we'll give you 5 bucks off. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, I think that that's going to now include... All the way from the most to the least sensitive. So I'll say free delivery, but it'll be substantially off if you just pick it up at a Whole Foods. Uh, then if you look at the physical plant of the Whole Foods, you could turn what currently is the uh, impulse buy section at the register to the whole physical space that's available, you know, the free samples and recipes and food, and then all of the boring stuff that nobody needs to look at, like uh, paper towels could just be in a
0: locker in the back. And and look, you mentioned Prime. I think it's interesting you mentioned Prime. If you think of who the Amazon Prime customer is and who the Whole Foods target customer is, I mean, the synergies there are, I think there's a, the Venn diagram is almost completely black, right? And you think, you know, Costco's had this huge model where you pay for the Costco membership and then they sell everything you at cost I think there could be synergies between doing that with the Whole Foods customers mm-hmm. and Amazon Prime it's interesting there you know Amazon they're opening bookstores in New York and mm-hmm. my, my mom was visiting and we went to uh, one over there you mentioned using customer data you know one of the th- cool things they do with Amazon bookstore is they look at what all the uh, people who live in the area around that bookstore what they buy and that's what they actually stock in the bookstore not just the most popular books in the nation but the most popular books in that region so I thought that was pretty good I'm sure there's tons of data they... They can use with Whole Foods uh, You know just to add insult to injury Today uh, I thought it was kind of interesting uh, There was a rumor That broke that Nike is considering Selling all of their products onto Amazon So in addition to grocers going down By 5-10% last week Foot Locker and all those sports retailers were down 15 to
1: 20%. There might be some legal and ethical issues here but Jeff Bezos really should sell a kind of protection racket to new industries that you can just promised to not even talk about or come in <laughs> at the pace. You know, and somebody else could consider either a hostile bid for Whole Foods just to burn it down or everybody could get together and make a hostile bid for Amazon just to shut it down <laughs> because the market caps are being reduced by the competitors more than they're being gained by Amazon and their targets. And, and you you
0: mentioned the the topping bid for whole food we threw it in at the the front what do you think there is a competitor who's going to come in and beat amazon because the thing with this deal is they mentioned hey this was a friendly deal it was struck up six yeah. weeks ago there wasn't a big shop which sometimes does mean a competitor might come in but i you know i'll, I'll turn it over to you
1: I, I think probably not the market probabilistically thinks there's some chance it's trading through the the bid you know i i look at the dynamics of uh Kind of Me Too bids where because uh, I think you could have I mean Whole Foods had activist shareholders there are people who could come in earlier or expressed interest earlier who have not um, Coke and Pepsi sometimes industries get in these dynamics where somebody bids because somebody else did this would be an awfully big purchase for that it's not clear to me exactly who should do that Walmart maybe I think I think most likely not yeah you know and look Whole Foods is
0: clearly a strategic target and if your stock if you're Kroger and your stock was down twenty percent on this news. I mean, you have to think about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it, you know, I think the synergies. Like the interesting thing about the Amazon bid is they're not forecasting explicit synergies at the beginning. It's more what they can do longer term with the, the revenue synergies that we normally hate on. But kind of longer term with the revenue synergies for getting that flywheel started that no one else has mm-hmm. that allows them to pay this price interesting tidbit that i thought was kind of interesting most of the time when you know when you see one company buy another you think hey synergies they're going to cut management costs they're going to cut management in this case uh whole foods might be the first example of a company where they're getting bought and management salaries might actually need to be raised uh john Mackey, the ceo he makes a dollar per year the whole uh Whole Foods management team, in total, made $5 million last year, which is less than Amazon's VP of Web Service, who made $37 billion last year. So Amazon might actually have to force raises upon the Whole Foods management team.
1: Uh, he's an interesting fellow. I quite like him, actually. i uh, read and liked his book, and uh, he's, he's, a, he's a thoughtful CEO. It, it's a good day when you get both a premium and a job. He's getting a premium, a job, and a raise, a substantial one uh, if you look at uh, the, the Amazon uh, comp. Um, and I think this is going to be a great deal for him. Maybe less so for all of the very high-cost... Uh, kind of labor uh, that is uh, between you and a gauntlet uh, between you and the front door and the product you want in the middle of Whole Foods which, you know, amongst other things, gosh you know, if you have Amazon reviews and good Amazon kind of uh, prep in terms of uh, voice and online uh, purchases ahead of time you just don't need all those people in the stores anymore but for the senior management, it's a great deal
0: Yeah, so let's turn to something else You know, I think one thing with this deal is the chance of antitrust – let's turn to tech, taking over the world, sure. right? And I think the chance of antitrust blocking Amazon and Whole Foods is shockingly low, right? The, even though all the grocers are peeing in their pants scared of this, yeah. uh, they're not going to own a ton of the grocery market, like less than 1% or 2%. So the chances of this getting blocked are low. And I, I compare this to last year. You and I, we openly mocked the FTC blocked Staples and Office Depot because right. they'd have too much of the uh, office supply market – Clearly not thinking, hey, Amazon's going to dominate this within 12 months, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so when I think of regulators blocking Staples Office Depot, not blocking Whole Foods Am- Whole Foods, Amazon, I-, I think at some point in the near future, regulators are going to need to take a long, hard look at the power apple amazon google and facebook have amassed and you know yes they get low prices to consumers and yes right now they are benevolent but what if in the future they can't be run by jeff bezos forever what if in the future someone less benevolent Mm -hmm. runs them you know I think they need to look at new new ways of evaluating these markets and these companies. At what point do you think we hit that point? At what point do you think these need to be broken up on monopoly, antitrust, that type of ground? I'll turn it over to you.
1: There have been a couple catastrophes within the antitrust authorities and the antitrust bar generally in the last few years. Uh, one is just some huge missteps on technology, uh, deals that they blocked or altered where they just completely got backwards, you know, practically uh, declaring something potentially dominant that was shortly after bankrupt. And the second category is creating uh, kind of complex fixes that themselves collapsed in a, a burning heap almost <laughs> immediately. And it's kind of up to four or five now cases in the last few years. There have been a lot of antitrust problems, especially in tech. When you look at the big uh, companies uh, that you have to ask yourself, are, are, are they uh, dominant and then are they abusing that dominance? Uh, because, of course, once you're dominant and have even a monopoly, that's completely legal as long as it's not being abused. Uh, you really look at Amazon, Apple, Google, and Facebook. I mean, there, there, there are others, but those are the ones that are the real, real cases. And I think for the most part, uh, they're in the clear now. But the three harbingers to look for are Europe, which is much more aggressive, I think, especially on Apple and Google. Uh, Secondly, a potentially future more left-wing government in the U.S. Hillary Clinton would have been much more activist and really had some explicit antitrust uh, thoughts as related to Apple especially. And thirdly, broke states. If you look at the brokest states in the country, uh, California, Illinois, and especially my home state of Connecticut, they are uh, bankrupt uh, for all intents and purposes. Uh, If you look at their unfunded uh, claims and they're kind of flailing around looking for uh, scapegoats, especially Amazon in a lot of cases. And if you look at the revenuers, uh, they're going after some of these tech companies. So I think those are the three harbingers that you can look to to see what the future is. And the big one is when the EU declares an abuse of dominance, once that claim comes in, there could be 50 or 100 private sector Uh, 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 complainers that are going to just swarm these companies. And so they've been very careful on both of the lobbying and the kind of legal prep work to pull back from some of these EU claims uh, that relates to Apple and music, that relates to Google and AdSense. And uh, so I think they're okay right now. But the floodgates could open up. Those are the three things I'd look at to see if and when it's going to. Yeah, it'll be interesting. You know, I just think regulators
0: really need to think like when I think you think uh, cell phones, right there are only two cell phone operating systems is Android and Apple like that alone seems like there's there's some issues there
1: I I just don't know you know I, I think um, it's not uh, it's not insert myself into this too much I think that um, I look skeptically on claims that really uh, dispute that you can have private property that is both private and your property. And when you create something that is new, you sort of, by definition, are a monopolist of that thing that you created, which to me just seems like it's defining terms. Apple created this thing that never existed before. And they're completely... Dominating that thing that you wouldn't otherwise have access to. I mean, my reaction to that is, gee, great, and thank you. Uh, and I kind of uh, respond with gratitude or uh, I ignore it. The idea that I'm kind of pissy, that they don't give me as much access as they give themselves, I just think is uh, infantile.
0: No, I'm with absurd. you, but at the same time, like, I, I look at the Facebook, right? Uh-huh. Fa- the way you log into almost every app, almost every uh, online thing is Facebook. In many ways, a Facebook identity is. As important or more important than your social security number, but yes. Facebook owns that, right? Right now, they're they're not doing anything awful with it. But if you look at uh, the WeChat acquisition that they did, they told EU regulators, "Hey, we're not going to use WeChat data." And then one year later, they immediately started using WeChat data for their Facebook. Like when I look at things like that, I, I think there is there is something, and there are issues there where I wonder like. A, if there was a more evil person using it, they could mm-hmm. do things. And B, like if Facebook completely controls your identity, I think that does raise quite interesting questions. So, anyway, I'm not sure. I, I haven't fully thought about this issue, but it's just something that yeah, I think a more forward looking regulator might look at Amazon buying Whole Foods and say, "Hey, does this company have?" Too much control of the U.S. economy, of the U.S. supply chain? Should we be looking at blocking this, not because they own too much of the grocery store, but because they're just too power in general? I don't Mm. know.
1: At least so far, uh, the thing that I'm least skeptical of is when you have the competitor complaints. Competitors are not concerned that Amazon is anti competitive. Competitors are concerned that Amazon is competitive. And uh, so far, it has been uh, uh, a, a bonanza for customers. And if the antitrust regulators could block them or require them it would be to require amazon to come into a market
0: perfect okay well let's wrap it up there that's all the time we have for today before we hit our disclosures just a quick reminder if you like this podcast please be sure to follow and rate us on itunes stitcher or audio boom disclosure chris i don't believe we talked about any stocks that were long i should have bought amazon I'm sorry. We, we say that it, uh my girlfriend alicia thinks it's so funny she's like every time we talk about amazon she's like that's the stock we should have bought a long time ago okay uh, I, I sadly have nothing to disclose <laughs> we'll talk to you guys soon bye